You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is the podcast for Kingsway Christian Church that we do weekly to try to take what we talk about Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm the host, and as you can tell from the sound quality, I am still doing this from my cell phone at my house, and Derek is at his house recording this, and uh, we're just so thankful that you're giving us some time and putting up with this quarantine that we are all dealing with. So Sunday, we talked about a text in Mark chapter 5, where uh, Jesus uh, has to raise a little 12-year-old girl, Jairus' daughter from the dead, and he heals a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, who's spent all of her money trying to get medical care, and nobody can help her, and they've made her situation worse. And here's the thing, like all of that brings us to the reality of where we are today. And I think it brings up this great question that I kind of want to not really deal with, but I'm going to touch on it. (laughs) And the question is this, if I come to faith in Jesus, and if I pray, does that mean that I won't get sick and I won't die? Or none of my family, none of my loved ones will either. You know, the danger when we pick up the Gospels and we read through all these stories of Jesus doing miraculous healings and all these different things is we think, therefore, then faith means that for me. And the problem with that is that puts my focus on faith for this life. When my really my focus for faith isn't supposed to be on this life, it's on the eternal life that is to come. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't care about today, and that doesn't mean that I don't have a purpose in the world, and that doesn't mean God doesn't answer my prayers. Okay, so what, what does it mean? What, what does that actually mean? Well, I want to I answer that question through a different text and then come back and try to put some handles on this for all of us today. Ready? Okay, so uh, this is Tuesday before Easter 2020, and this is what um, I think is the Greek Orthodox Church, which we are not one of, but they call Holy Tuesday. And the Greek Orthodox Church tried to go through the, the, the story of Jesus as he walks towards the crucifixion, and they tried to say, okay, these, we think these stories from these chapters and these gospel books happen on these days. And one of those texts is in John chapter 12, and this is what they want to say happened on Holy Tuesday. And everybody's gathered for the festival. There's this leading up to Passover. Jesus is crucified at Passover. And the big picture there is Jesus is the true Passover lamb. The Passover lamb of the Exodus story was pointing us to Jesus. So we find ourselves in Luke chapter, sorry, John chapter 12, verse 20, and it says this. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Now, let's just make sure we got the story down before we actually look at what Jesus says. So everybody's gathered at the festival. Everybody's just laid down the branches. The Palm Sunday kind of thing is happening or whatever. And now these two Greeks. So that probably tells us that they are Gentile converts um, or Gentile onlookers. They're curious. They're, they're there for the festival. They're there for the Passover. But at the same time, they're curious about Jesus. But the fact that they're Greeks probably to some extent means that they weren't Jewish. And that's somewhat important to the story. We don't want to read too much of that. But Jesus was pretty clear while he was here. He was fulfilling the prophecies of the Jewish Messiah. And that's part of the story. So you got to read the Gospels, not just verse at a time, but in context, the bigger picture. Jesus does very, very, very little with the Gentiles. But that's not the end of the story. Now, to be clear, I'm a Gentile. Most of you listening to this, you would be Gentiles. And in the biblical worldview, there's kind of two camps, Jews and Gentiles. That's pretty much the two big camps that you're in. 
And so these are probably two Gentiles. And so then Jesus answers in verse 23, the hour has come for the Son of Man, that's the title he used for himself, so in other words, the time has come for me to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now, my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very hour that I came. Father, glorify your name. Now, oh, there's so much good stuff here. This is, this is like a whole sermon right there in itself, but I've only got a few minutes left. So let me say very, very quickly what's going on. One of the things I think is funny is it looks like Jesus never gives an answer. So we've got Philip, who these guys approach, say, hey, can we talk to Jesus? And Philip goes, ah, I don't know. So he grabs Andrew. Hey, you think we can get to Jesus? And so Philip and Andrew kind of have a little powwow. They go, okay, let's go to Jesus. Let's just see what Jesus says. And they go to Jesus. Hey, we got these two Greek guys, and everybody wants to meet you, I know, but they really want to meet you. And I, there's probably some element where it's like, hey, these two guys, maybe they're prominent. Maybe they can help us advance the cause. Maybe they can help us, you know, we're about to start a kingdom. Everybody just honored you as king. Like, it'd be really good if we could get these two guys to get to meet Jesus. Like, it would really help our cause. What do you think? You got time? And Jesus looks at him, and he never says no. He never says yes. He never really says anything. He just says, you know, if a seed goes into the ground and it dies, uh, then, then, then the mission is accomplished. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? Can't you just say yes or can't you just say no? What is he really trying to say? Well, what I find fascinating is he answered the question. He answered it extremely clearly and also in an indirect way answered our question as well. Let's look at it. So unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So if you put a seed in the ground and it dies, then it grows another of whatever is from within it, right? So a seed of wheat, for instance, would go into the ground, it would grow a wheat stalk. A seed of corn would go into the ground, it would grow a corn stalk. A seed from a maple tree could grow an entire maple tree. But if you put the seed in the ground and it never dies, then it can never reproduce itself. So in other words, if you put Jesus in the ground, he's going to reproduce himself. That's the answer. I mean, and and it sounds so roundabout. Like, why didn't he just say that? But he did say it. This is how Jesus spoke often. He spoke in stories, spoke in parables, so that those who wanted to extrapolate the meaning could. So Jesus' answer to them is, no, it's not time yet. I don't have time. The hour has come for me to die. And when I go into the ground and I die, I will be like a little seed. And what will come out of me is an entire stock full of seeds. And those seeds will each go into the ground, and each of them will die, and what will come out of them is an entire stock full of seeds. And each of them will go into the ground, and that's why you and I are sitting here today having this conversation about this book, because every generation of Christians has taken what Jesus said to heart and practiced what he said. So here's the big application, and then let's come back to our original question. The big application is basically this. Jesus said, they don't need to talk to me, Philip and Andrew. They could talk to you. Why? Because I need to do what the Father has called me to do. I need to go die. That's the hour that we're at right now. There is no time for me to talk to anybody else. I don't have time to take the gospel to the Gentiles. But once I've died, I will reproduce myself in you, and you'll do it. You'll go talk to them. You'll go be Jesus to them. Now, that's powerful. Let's come back to our original question. So what does it mean? If I have faith in Jesus Christ, does that mean I won't get sick? Nothing bad is going to happen to me. My family won't get sick. I'll just pray, and everything will be fine. Now, let's look at the second half of what Jesus said. The second half of what Jesus said is, if I hang on to this life, I'll actually end up losing it. 
But if I lose my life here, I'll actually gain it forever. See, we tend to focus all of our prayers, all of our hope, all of our desire on this life. God, make this life as easygoing and as comfortable as possible. Remove any pain, any problem, any struggle, any whatever at all. But Jesus says, no, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to die. You're going to die to yourself. You're going to die to what you want. And oh, by the way, your physical body is actually going to have to die. It's going to have to go into the ground as perishable and be raised into something new as imperishable. So the question for all of us, as Mel Gibson asked so astutely in the movie Braveheart, all men die, but not all men really live. The question for all of us is, how will we live our life? Will we live our life focused on, well, God, I believe in you only if you do these things. If so, we're focused too much on earth, and let that never be said of us. But if we focus on heaven, then the question is, with what I have today, God, with what you've given me, with the life in my body, with the resources and the access you've given me, how can I live for you here that I might live forever with you there? And on that note, may God use this to challenge you and encourage you and bless you. We'll talk to you next week. God bless.